definitely, I feel like, you know, the, the nurse voice has been lost throughout all of these transitions, right? And we haven't, uh, we haven't spoken loud enough and we haven't um, been able to participate enough um, in those transformations. Hello, everyone. I'm Angela Rosa DiDonato. And I'm Marion Leary. And you're listening to Amplify Nursing, a Penn Nursing podcast supported by the Panola Fund for Innovation in Nursing. Amplify Nursing features nurses who are leading the way in science, policy, and innovation. Our guests defy stereotypes, define practice, and disrupt convention. We highlight the breadth and depth of nursing influence on society by amplifying nurses who are pushing boundaries and breaking down barriers to build a new paradigm. Today on Amplify Nursing, we speak with Lydell Wright. Lydell is first and foremost a nurse, but he's also an innovator, entrepreneur, and all-around engaged citizen. As an inaugural recipient of the Johnson & Johnson Nurse Innovation Fellowship, Lydell is building on his experience as a leader in the subacute care space to help nurses work more efficiently while also improving patient outcomes. Through his nonprofit organization, Impact, Lydell finds joy in giving back, supporting other nurses as they begin their journey to create solutions to the problems they see in their own communities. Thank you so much for coming to speak with us today. Glad to be here. Yeah, so um, why don't you do us the honor of an introduction? Let us know who you are and what you do. Awesome. Uh, So I'm Lydell Wright. I'm a registered nurse, uh, and that's the most important job that I could ever have. Um, As a nurse, I've been blessed to uh, work across the continuum of care, uh, working in both the post-acute space and the acute space. And uh, through my experience, I've uh, been blessed with uh, meeting and understanding a few challenges in healthcare that I've uh, ideated on and worked on and created some solutions around. Uh, So I've been blessed to uh, not only be a nurse, but also to be an uh, an inventor and uh, look at myself as an innovator in relation to uh, pushing the envelope and uh, leading out in healthcare innovation. And um, that's really me. (laughs) That's great. So... Can you tell us what, tell us a little bit about your inventions? Yeah. Uh, So uh, a little bit about my invention is uh, I created uh, a concept that is focused on the population that's aging. Of course, the statistics say that there's about 10,000 people turning 65 every day. And with 10,000 people turning 65 every day, at least for the next 20 years, that's going to... um, cause us to change the way that we do um, healthcare and focus on uh, the the care of the aging client. So my invention focuses on medication um, administration uh, for this uh, particular uh, population subset, as well as it creates a comprehensive bridge around the client in regards to falls, elopement, management, and uh, data. So we take these four areas, which are four top areas in um, in the care of this population, and we have 
created this comprehensive packaging of solutions that uh, when, when used together provide a more dignified and uh, approach to um, the client's care. Uh, but during this investigation and during this creation, uh, we found that uh, our invention has some, some possibilities in regards to clinical workflow in the post-acute space. So I don't know if you are aware, but in the post-acute space, they are, uh, they're taxed and will be, and the ta taxed in relation to staffing and in relation to nursing coverage, um, direct care um, coverage as well. Okay. And um, the nurses in this particular area, they uh, care for sometimes 30 patients, you know, 40 patients, and they're giving medication to those clients. And we feel like if a client is able to, you know, self-manage their medication, um, then we can almost shift that clinical workflow for the nurse to more of a uh, an assessment and um, intervention platform for for the nurse, and the client can uh, manage their medications uh, for themselves. So that was something that came out after ideating and working on our project, and uh, we're exploring it, and um, we're looking forward to seeing where that takes us. So can you talk a little bit about that, Lydell, how you started yeah. with one concept and it evolved into something else? Oh, man. <laughs> so isn't that the innovative story? Uh, you, create, <laughs> you create something and then you start to see uh, when you start to do your product market fit. So we always talk about what's your PMF? How does your product fit into the, to the current market space? And as I began to drill down on that, uh, you begin to see new opportunities um, in relation to uh, moving your product uh, across a care continuum, you know? Uh, so that was a focus for me was that I want my product to be able to follow the client across the care continuum. So if I'm in assisted living, if I'm in independent living, if I'm at home, if I'm, you know, in skilled nursing, uh, whatever the case may be, I want my product to be able to uh, bridge that gap between all of these settings. Okay. and that kind of began to birth this thinking, where do we fit into the market? And as I begin to write that down, so I'm a write, you know, I write things down, you know, people type things these days still, but I, I kind of write, I'm kind of old school in that regard. Me so I started too. to write it down. Yeah. <laughs> so as I'm writing it down, I'm just seeing that, wow, this could really um, affect the clinical workflow for nurses um, in this space as the nursing shortage, you know, continues mm -hmm. and as care needs continue um, and the post-acute space, you know, you don't get a lot of focus in that area. Most people focus their inventions or or their um, uh, or their innovations in the in the acute space. Right. Uh, but so I just saw the product fit and I'm like, oh, this is amazing. You know, so we just kept working on it and we're still working on it uh, <laughs> in order to make it the best for um everyone involved. <laughs> yeah, so I, I agree with you that many of the technologies that we see are marketed for the acute space. What yeah. made you look at um, the subacute space and the aging population? Because so, typically people don't look at elderly people and say, oh, they can use a technological advance. 
uh, as a nurse working in the post-acute space, and I was in leadership for many years in that post-acute space, uh, I I saw that we 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 had sometimes unrealistic expectations for our nurses. So we say, administer meds for 40 patients. Right. Accurately assess them. <laughs> you know, accurately make sure that their care is being you know provided um, at all levels. Of course, there's other. Um, disciplines like our certified nursing assistants that support them and mm -hmm. some facilities we utilize medication aids um, that also support the nurse in um, medication processes but a, a majority of a nurse's time in that space is spent uh, focusing on medication management and being seeing seeing that inefficiency uh, as a leader, I just kept saying, you know, this, we have to have a better way of doing this. We expect our nurses to, uh, you know, assess our patients and and uh, make sure that uh, clinically they're stable um, in the facility so that they either don't have to return to the hospital and get discharged to the next level of care or uh, stabilize in this care environment. So I think that was really where that was born. But then, you know, um, so. Uh, the post-acute space has gone through a complete uh, reimbursement reform uh, and that reimbursement reform caused them to uh, have to change the way they look at uh, the care of uh, their clients. Okay. Uh, they have something called PDPM and PDPM mm -hmm. focuses on the nurse's assessment. So reimbursement in the post-acute space used to be focused on how the therapy was being done for the client and therapy kind of guided the reimbursement uh, okay. for the facility. Therapy is no longer the reimbursing factor. The nurse's assessment and identification of changes of condition is now the reimbursement factor for uh, the post-acute space as of October so oh, wow. of this year. Yes. So, you know, the, the need now has even grown even more. It's more important now than ever that the nurse have time to truly assess the clients and ensure that their clinical state is uh, is stable. Right. Because it drives reimbursement for them now. That's fantastic that yeah. nurses are now being put in such a position. Yeah. And long time coming. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long time coming. Uh, and it only makes sense because we're the ones staring at the patients 24 hours a day. One would Absolutely. Think, oh, our input would have been really important a long time ago. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, so this this sounds fantastic. I mean, anything that's going to help to allow nurses to pay closer attention to their assessments and not be bogged down by tasks is right. a fantastic development in, in this space. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your Johnson & Johnson Nurse Innovation Fellowship? Yes. Uh, so. Uh, I'm blessed to uh, join about 12 other uh, innovators with, uh, that Johnson & Johnson selected to focus on uh, sort of this global nurse-led uh, innovation platform where we, uh, where we get to work with Johnson & Johnson, work with uh, some of their partners in not only developing our our own uh, innovation space, but also working within those uh, spaces that are already there, uh, such as you know incubators and um, investments, uh, investment structure and business development and 
health care reform, uh, the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation, just working alongside these juggernauts um, on the global scale to uh, uh, really position not only our mindset for innovation for the future, but also uh, to really produce some tangible things uh, that will uh, have some impact on the way that healthcare is delivered. So it's an amazing sounds, opportunity. <laughs> yeah, it's, it sounds like an amazing opportunity. Is Are you working um, by yourself on this or with a team? So there's about 12 of us on the in the cohort. Um, okay. And it's the first inaugural cohort. Um, and we work, you know, we're working with Johnson & Johnson. And, you know, Johnson & Johnson has a long, for a long time has been a part of the, uh, not only my personal story, but the nurse's journey. Um, following, you know, offering many things in regards to uh, the way nursing is delivered and really telling the story of the way that mm -hmm. uh, nurses care for uh, clients. So uh, just really working alongside them on that global scale to uh, produce some exciting healthcare uh, transformation and uh, in various venues and spaces. <clears throat> okay. So what does the fellowship structure look like? Right. Like, are they offering you support? Are you doing work together? Or do you have yeah. meetings? Like, okay. Yeah, so we do meetings. Uh, we do virtual meetings. We do in-person meetings. Uh, we mm -hmm. also work on uh, various uh, ideals that we have. Um, they're, they're going to uh, work alongside us in, in regards to developing those ideals, um, working to look at inefficiencies across, so we will look at inefficiencies across um, the healthcare and uh, begin to ideate and, and, and create solutions in regards to that. Uh, but the best part is just that collaboration. So you have 12 different people from 12 different places uh, with 12 different cultures and backgrounds uh, coming together to, to you know, ideate and, and create and then of course you have the the backing of you know Johnson and Johnson and um, a few of their partners uh, in relation to uh, the delivery of that so um, it's 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 structured uh, pretty <laughs> pretty robustly uh, we have a lot of um, we do homework you know back to homework oh, wow. but yeah we do <laughs> homework <laughs> we do homework and get our make sure we uh, you know we know our details because you know, in nursing school, in, in most nursing schools across the nation, there's not this focus on uh, on the business side of uh, of healthcare delivery. Um, right. Although we ineptly, because we're we're nurses, we sort of just get it and we we flow in that capacity all the time. Uh, when you're, especially when you're in leadership, but there's not a big focus of it uh, in nursing school and. Uh, so they just want to fortify those uh, those areas of uh, knowledge and help us to really understand, you know, what does it take to uh, either bring a product or a process from ideation all the way to scaling. So do you think we should be focusing on that in nursing school? Oh, yes. Um, I think there's a, a big gap. Uh, health, as nurses, uh, I wish that I would have been exposed to uh, this side, uh, this is where my passion lies, you know, on creating solutions, whether it's a process or a product. Um, and 
Of course, as nurses, we just do that when we're at the bedside. We create workarounds. We think about things, inefficiencies and 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 wish that we can fix them. But here are the actionable steps. This is a part of our curriculum that we include that, hey, you know, you you want to be a nurse, uh, you want to be a, a nurse trans uh, transformation agent, then let's make sure in nursing school, you know, you learn the business tenant side of it. You learn, you know, the uh, you learn how to uh, do product development because nurses are always developing things. So it's just putting those pieces together, which I feel really is lacking in that healthcare delivery, especially our nursing, our nursing program delivery systems that we currently have. I just, I, I would, I wish that I would have gotten that when I was in nursing school, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. So why do you think nurses are so strategically placed to do innovative work? Oh man. Uh, so we're taught critical thinking, right? Um, mm -hmm. where it's a, it's a tenet of our, of, of, of our healthcare, uh, delivery is critical thinking. And I think that critical thinking allows us to deep, uh, to dig deeper. Not only that, but because we are so close to the client, we're often the ones at the bedside when, you know, the, after the doctor has given the diagnosis or mm -hmm. uh, we're at the bedside after the surgery is completed or we're at the bedside after, you know, the procedure is done and we are caring and maintaining um, the health of the of the client. So I just that connection gives us exposure to all of the inefficiencies because we have to work through them. So I just right. think that positions us uh, at a, an advantage that no other uh no other clinician that i know of um has that has that ex that amount of exposure <laughs> to <laughs> yes the constant 24 hour yes presence yes. at the bedside absolutely and then the yeah. understanding of because as nurses we have to we're often that that care navigator right so we're navigating the care when the physician, if the physician is needed, we're escalating it to the physician. If mm -hmm. a pharmacist is needed, we're, we're, we're escalating it to a pharmacist. Or we're, if we're needing, um, you know, support, then we're, we're escalating it to our, our, uh, our PCA or our, or our certified nursing assistant. So we have to understand the whole interdisciplinary team. And that, again, gives us that unique place positioning because we understand how everyone works around us that gives us uh, that unique perspective that you know okay if i'm escalating this to the physician i need to be prepared with x y and z and again the inefficiencies that lie in between that that communication and then on and on and on so i just feel like you nurses are you know we're the we're the cent we're, we're not the, the patient is the center but we're we're the uh we're the we're the connective link between the, yeah. that patient and everybody's uh, and everyone else in that healthcare uh, meso system. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with the the linchpin that holds it all together. Yep, yep. <laughs> so, how about you talk a little bit about your nonprofit? You're yeah. a really busy guy. You're involved <laughs> in all kinds of things. Yeah. So um, I've been blessed. You know, when I was mm -hmm. going to uh, high school, uh, when I was going to college, excuse me, um, I got to be a part of uh, this amazing organization called the Horatio Alger Association. And mm -hmm. 
Um, the Horatio Alger Association really is like this family of scholars um, from around the nation who uh, get to connect with some of the greatest business minds uh, across, you know, the nation on uh, and Canada now um, uh, on, you know, uh, uh, on how do we become our best self. And one of the common tenets of it is that you have to give back. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, the the joy that you get from giving back just it, it's it's just it's it's indescribable. So needless to say, uh, not my nonprofit was born from from the concept of, you know, giving back to not only to my profession, but also to my community. Uh, so the Impact Foundation, it's called it's spelled Impact E-M-P-A-C-T, -E which is empowering people to act. But okay. what we do is uh, we not only do we do community uh, community work, like after Harvey, we did a lot of work with Harvey and trying to uh, reposition Houston um, and offer uh, support and, you know, little blood pressure services and uh, care and, of course, uh, cleaning out homes, those kind of stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But beyond that, um, we have this focus on nurse-led, nurse-created um, innovation. Okay. And um, one of the hardest things, even outside of nursing is when you have an ideal, how do I resource that ideal, right? Um, how do I get uh, that my, my, my concept communicated at a high enough level where either I get investment dollars or I can find the avenues to investment dollars and um, understanding all the meat and potatoes that are in between that. Okay. Uh, so, that came up and uh, nurse led nurse created which is a part of uh, the impact foundation focuses on that on um, on really bolstering uh, the way uh, the way that we resource uh, nurse innovation um, in that nonprofit arena and then also um, after we resource it how do we get you connected uh, and keep you um, profitable you know um, as an entity um, yeah. outside of that. So I think that's really important. So if you like, if you see follow, if you follow me on LinkedIn, you'll see uh, I just started posting um, some uh, <clears throat> nurses who have created uh, a few, you know, a few, uh, a few things. One is uh, Cathware that was on there and he created an amazing um, little device and uh, in regards to uh, wearing your uh, your your uh, drainage bags, etc., um, in a more dignified way. So I posted okay. that for him and want to elevate what nurses are creating because we are ideating and we're creating these amazing con things that need to be either in the hospital or at home or wherever you are. So um, that's what we focus on, and then uh, we're proud to you know share that we uh, won this. Uh, this free uh, design from uh, a New York design agency called the Designers Group, where they'll be uh, working to design a space that we believe is going to be important um, to the, the whole story of the Impact Foundation and the nurse-led, nurse-created um, platform, which uh, is an innovation space. They're going to design it, uh, do some of the design work for us for free 
which is a part of their give back um, initiative. So you'll hear more announcements regarding that in 2020, uh, the year of the nurse. Uh, but uh, but definitely uh, we're excited to uh, be pushing along and making those connections. So we'll be and it will be a nonprofit space. So we're, we're looking to make further make uh, some strong uh, connections um, to help fortify and uh, resource that ideal to uh, make sure that um, we can really lift the platform of the nurses uh, of, of the nurses uh, role in innovation. That's fantastic. So mm -hmm. essentially you are doing in real time what Johnson & Johnson is attempting to do for you with the nurse Absolutely. innovation fellowship. So you're giving it back real time. Absolutely. Absolutely. My, my goal is that, you know, you, you know, it's, that nurses have an easier walk to mm -hmm. um, innovation. And then if a company has an, a concept uh, and they want it to be fleshed out by a, a nurse uh, so that we have to so that we can stop having to create workarounds, uh, right. then um, then a nurse can sit on their a nurse from our team can uh, nurses from our team can not only evaluate it, but they can also uh, sit on the board and help give uh, give direction to the concept um, from uh, from the ideation phase all the way through to scale. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. Uh, <laughs> really cool. Yeah, it's a it's a you know I, we 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 have to create these pathways. Uh, I always say that if. Uh, if you can't get a seat at the table, bring your own chair. You know, uh, you got absolutely. You got to find a way to to do this because the last so healthcare has always gone through these you know transformations, right? And the last mm -hmm. transformations have been led by other parties, and right. we continue to. Um, and I and I believe everyone's input, of course, is important. And right. I, I never want to you know uh, not I, I never want to give. Uh, Make anyone lessen, I guess, the, the 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 thoughts of our other colleagues. But definitely, I feel like you know the the nurse voice has been lost throughout all of these transitions, right? And we haven't uh, we haven't spoken loud enough, uh, and we haven't um, been able to participate enough um, in those transformations. So uh, we're going through another transformation now. But what I mm. feel now is that. Uh, nurses are, because it's been so ineffective, nurses are now being sought after as well as nurses are making their voices heard in regards to uh, innovation and transformation. So uh, it's a great time to be a nurse. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. Nursing has been an untapped resource for way too yep. long. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, if anyone would like to know more about your company or your nonprofit, is there a website or your LinkedIn Absolutely. information? Sure. Absolutely. Uh, you can always contact me on LinkedIn and Twitter. Uh, it's my name, Lydell A. Wright, and that's L-Y-D-E-L uh, Wright, W-R-I-G-H-T. And uh, my website uh, for SafeWatch is mysafewatch.com. Uh, which you'll see go through another iteration and change as we're doing our as we're working through our development phase. But uh, the website is active. Um, and then for the Impact Foundation, uh, they can always email 
uh, the impact foundation at gmail.com. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today, Lydell. No problem. Thank you all for having this platform. I know Penn and uh, Marion and and uh, you uh, and the whole team, you, you all are just uh, crushing it in relation to uh, lifting up uh, the position, uh, the position and the voice of the nurse. So uh, I truly appreciate that and love, love that. <laughs> Thank you, Lydell. I appreciate that. Hello, Marion. Hello, Angela. How's it going? It's amazing. How are you? I'm great. So we just had a fantastic conversation with Lydell Wright who is a nurse entrepreneur and an inaugural fellow of the Johnson & Johnson Nurse Innovation Fellowship, and he's doing fantastic things. He sure is, and I am so glad they picked him, and really I'm so glad Johnson & Johnson is doing this nurse fellowship, um, giving nurses a platform, education, mentorship, to really help them hone their innovation skills and take the work that they do every day and scale it. And um, listening to the work that he's doing was really inspiring. It really is inspiring. And I thought that the thing that really struck me about Lydell is that he is working really hard on his own uh, company with developing um, systems for helping nurses in the subacute space. But not only that, he also has a nonprofit where he empowers, it's called Impact, Um, And he empowers uh, nurses to also make an impact on their communities. Yeah, it's great. I mean, he's doing the thing that Johnson & Johnson is doing for him and 12 others at the same time for other nurses, bringing them along with him to learn how to take their ideas from conception to implementation. It's, it's really, it's a great program, and he's a great role model for nursing innovation in that way. Yes, I agree. I feel as though nursing is just emerging in this, in this capacity, and instead of waiting for him to get his before he helps other people, he's just holding hands and pulling everyone forward saying, come on, let's all do this together, and I, I feel like that would be the best approach for nursing is that if we all just kind of link arms and push forward like a wave of nursing coming forward instead of waiting for a handful of us to make it so far to pull everyone else up. Um, You know, it's been, nursing has been an untapped resource for too long. I totally agree. And again, the work that all of those people in the J&J Fellowship, that's what they're going to do. They're going to pull all of us forward. Yeah. Fantastic. Amplify Nursing is hosted by Dr. Angela Rosa DiDonato and Marion Leary and produced by the University of Pennsylvania School of Nursing, with special thanks to our Department of Information Technology Services for their assistance. Music for the podcast was created by Harper Leary. The podcast is made possible by the Krista and Rich Panola Fund for Innovation in Nursing. Follow us on Twitter at Penn Nursing. Until next time, keep pushing over, under, around, and through.